Pulp MX Network production. To this day, when I hear that song, I see you standing there on that lawn. Discount shades, store bought tank, flip flops, and cut off jeans. Somewhere between that. A new view from inside the truck. X racer to racer and eye to eye. A casual look into the personalities of the sport and an experienced perspective into the action from week to week. It's Jason Thomas's industry seating. Presented by Pirelli Tires, Guts Racing, Plum Creek Funding, Pro Glow Wash, Works Connection, Bass Foundry, TL Speed Shop, Grandstone Boots, and Fly Racing. Good morning. Welcome to the Industry Seating Podcast. We just witnessed the Washougal National, and this is Sunday, July 23rd. So yesterday was the Washougal National, and what a day it was. We've uh, suffered a little bit of a heat wave across America, and Washougal was not spared from that, although it wasn't the uh, triple digits that a lot of the country are seeing or the, you know, the heavy humidity that the East Coast is getting. It still was a really warm day. And I can tell you that standing up on the podium at, you know, 5 p.m. with those guys, the sun was uh, was just beating down pretty heavily. And we were all we were all suffering there a little bit. But overall, what a great weekend. Uh, incredible turnout to the point where it took me two hours to get to the hotel after the race because there were just so many people trying to, to get out of that facility. Um, similar scene that we saw at Spring Creek. So the sport is is uh, doing well, right? A lot of participation, a lot of interest, lots of people out visiting the races, which is great. I love to see that. Um, and yeah, why would you not? I mean, what a what a fantastic day of racing and what a show those guys put on. Before we get too far into this, thank you to all of our sponsors of this podcast, Pirelli Tires, Guts Racing, Plum Creek Funding, Works Connection, International Vet MX Series, TL Speed Shop, ProGlow Wash, Grant Stone Boots, and Fly Racing. And go check out the brand new 2024 Fly Racing line and the new Formula S helmet at flyracing.com. We'll talk a little bit about more about those sponsors later on. But jumping into the 250 class, I mean, where, where else can you go than Hayden Deegan? What a day. That was not what I expected. Uh, if you really looked over the last couple of weeks, it felt like Hayden was trending the wrong direction. And I wasn't sure if it was kind of a rookie slump, you know, because a lot of guys, they have a hard time holding that elite level for months on months on months, going from supercross to motocross, and their bodies just start to wear down. They're younger. They haven't gone through this process yet. And I've seen it many times where it's just this cumulative effect on younger riders. It takes a toll on them. And that that's definitely not what we saw from Hayden Deegan at Washougal. I mean, what a way to to announce that you are not out of this championship yet, and you are absolutely going to fight for it with a 1-1, his first career 1-1. And that's, I mean, the first moto was impressive. He got out front, he controlled the race, you know, he did all the things he needed to do. It, it was awesome, don't get me wrong, but that second moto was incredible. To make the passes he did, and and really it comes down to, I don't know if it was a signal, like he, he said on the podium, like he was just going to put, 
you know, all of his heart into it. I, you know, I don't know what to do with that. If it's cliche or if that was a conscious decision, or maybe he just got a shot of adrenaline at, at the right time, who knows? But I can tell you when everybody's going 218, 219, 220, and they're pushing, right? They're all trying really hard. These are the guys out front. And you just drop it to a 215 out of nowhere. That is, that's, that's rare. It's not normal. You know, that is not expected or typical behavior. I think it shocked everybody. And I know it shocked me. Uh, I, I would expect it shocked even people close to him, like his father. That was an incredible burst of speed and intensity when, yeah, when he needed it most. I mean, it, that was the critical point. And we were talking about on the broadcast was, He's he's gotten close to Justin Cooper. Now, what can he do with him? You know, can Justin Cooper manage this? And I mean, I mean, wow, there there's not a better word than wow. And I think Justin Cooper was just like, you know, overwhelmed with the speed burst that Hayden did. And you really you saw him. He just had nothing to push back with. Like he didn't even really try. He, he was like five seconds slower on the, that lap and the next lap than what Hayden was able to do. And you know, they, we use this term all the time, especially in bicycling, but this is exactly what happened. I mean, he broke everyone. He broke Justin Cooper. He broke the field right there. And what that, if you, if you are not familiar with that term, basically in bicycling, a guy will try to make a break. And what he's trying to do is it's, it's break away from the pack and it's also break their spirit, right? It's, it's kind of a double entendre. You put in a just heroic effort and in, in a bicycle race, it would be a minute, two minutes, three minutes. It could be less than that. It could be 30 seconds, but you just go all out, flat out as hard as you can sprint. And you're trying to build a gap and break the draft. And it's and bicycling. It's different than moto, but the really the end effect is the same. And bicycling, the draft is everything, right? If you can break that draft and they can't sit on your rear wheel and just absorb that wind reduction, which it's about a anywhere from 20 to 30% reduction in energy they have to spend to, to go the same speed. That's what the break is. They're trying to break that draft, break away from the pack and separate themselves and also break their spirit, break their motivation. That's exactly what Hayden Deegan did in that moment. Um, but it's, it's more mental than anything. He broke Justin Cooper there. Like a lap later, Justin Cooper's like, well, this race is over. Like I'm not winning anymore because I can't do what Hayden Deegan just did. I don't have the energy for it or the pace for it. And I just can't express enough how impressed I was. It was just so, such a phenomenal thing to watch. I didn't think he had it in him. I didn't, wasn't even considering that he could drop down to a 215. Uh, so yeah, if, if you're not picking up on how impressed I was, and I'm not doing a very good job of uh, translating that, um, he, he just wildly, wildly impressive day in moto for Hayden Deegan. Great job. Three points out of the championship. And I kind of counted him out. I, I didn't think he was going to win this thing. He had two really rough rounds where I, I just didn't feel like he was performing the way a champion needed to at this point of the season. Well, he turned that on its head. And that's exactly the kind of day that you need to have if you want to be champion. Now, I still think Hunter is your favorite to win this thing because I think cumulatively he's been the best guy. But I, I think Hayden served notice that he's going to stick around and, and make this thing interesting. Uh, so, yeah, awesome day. Awesome uh, just display of riding ability, integrity, uh, backbone, 
by Hayden Deegan. So great job from him. Hunter, I mentioned a second ago, um, you know, he's hanging in there. It wasn't a great day for him. I think he would be the first one to tell you that. Wasn't his best effort. Uh, you know, crashing in the second moto is really what hurt him. And I thought the first moto was pretty good. The, the starts were not ideal, right? So it, he made it, he made things very difficult on himself to pass on a very difficult track to pass upon. You know, if you give him two hole shots, <clears throat> maybe he wins both motos. You know, I, I don't know if Hayden would have reeled him in and passed him the way he did Justin Cooper. It's possible. But typically this season when Hunter gets out front, that's pretty much it for the rest of the field. So I, I don't know, right? It's it's a completely different dynamic. You change a lot of variables and you don't you can't expect to have the same result. But Hunter's biggest issue was his starts or the first lap positioning. That's what put him under pressure the rest of the moto both times was starting a little bit further back. So uh, tough day for uh, for Hunter. I think points-wise, I don't think he was thrilled um, to lose points, but that's it's how things go. Um, he'll, he'll rebound. You know, he is still dealing with uh, challenging issues with his ribs, and he's not 100%. So he's probably going to rely on that and say, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm fighting through this thing. I'm overcoming adversity, and I'm not healthy. Now he's going to have two weekends off. He should come into Unadilla 100% healthy, right? Like he will train, he will ride, but it's not going to have, hopefully, he's not going to have these crashes that set him back. He's going to allow himself to heal a little bit. And I think we'll see the best version of Hunter at Unadilla. I really do. I'm not saying that's going to be a win or a 1-1 or anything like that. I just think it's going to be the best version of Hunter that we've seen. That's probably good enough to win. Time will tell. Uh, who's, who else? Who else do we want to talk about here? Let's see. Um, sorry, I'm trying to get to my notes. Um, oh, Justin Cooper. Sorry, I was uh, fumbling through there. Justin Cooper was not thrilled with his day, uh, nor I don't think should he be. You know, he was up front and got past both motos. Doesn't mean it was a terrible day. It just, he had an opportunity to make up points, right? He fancies himself a championship contender and he should points wise he should but he knows as well as I do as well as you do that to win this championship you're at times you're just going to have to prove you're the best guy I'm a firm believer in that is that you can't just sidestep your way and situation your way into a title there will be times in this series where you are going to have to prove that you can win you can beat these guys you can rise above the pack the way Hayden Deegan did yesterday, the way Hunter Lawrence done, has done several times this summer. You know, I, I've seen Justin Cooper do it once, but he's going to have to do it more than that. There are going to have to be signature moments. That's, a, that's I guess, the, the best way to put this is that he's going to have to look back and say, yep, that moto, that time in the season, that's where I proved. That's where I answered the bell to win this championship. And I, I have, I did not see that yesterday at Washougal. So that's what he's going to have to, he's going to have to figure out. That's what he's going to have to prove moving forward. RJ Hampshire. I mean, he was just, he was back there all day. Like he was, he was going for it and we didn't get to talk about him a lot, but I, I was watching him and he was going, he was trying so damn hard. Like he, his effort was undeniable. It's not a great racetrack for him, right? His style is is really to be really aggressive, uh, hang off the back of the bike, lots of throttle, 
um, aggression level, you know, 10. That track doesn't reward that. It, it actually works against you at times. Lots of wheel spin. And uh, yeah, it can, it can work again. It can work against you trying to move forward. You just override the track. And uh, so, yeah, it wasn't his best day. But uh, yeah, to get fourth overall, it's not the end of the world. Um, I just think he was obviously hoping for a little bit more than that. Levi Kitchen, decent day, 8-3. First moto wasn't awesome. Second moto, really solid ride. He was up there the whole time. Got a little help from Hunter's Crash, but hey, you got to be opportunistic in these scenarios. And uh, I, I thought he really proved that he could do well at this track. You know, the, the crowd was going crazy for him. And uh, yeah, I, I'm sure that felt good to be on the podium there in the second moto in front of the hometown crowd. And I'm sure they were just screaming the entire way around the racetrack for uh, for the hometown kid. I mean, he literally is from Washougal, Washington. The last note I have on the 250 class, uh, I was happy for Carson Mumford. Top 10 both motos. You know, he's on a fill-in deal, right? And he didn't get to race the last couple of rounds because they didn't have room for him. You know, Jet Reynolds was back, and then Jet left. And, you know, it's it, a couple of these guys, like especially Mumphy, he's just having to show up when they tell him they have a spot for him. So um, to be in the top 10 when you don't even have a full-time contract is cool. Had to feel good for him. He's He's obviously fighting for a ride somewhere in 2024. And I just thought it was a a commendable day for Carson Mumford. And yeah, was he on the podium? No. Was he in the contention for a podium? No. But being top 10, both motos shows uh, that he's solid, shows he's in shape. And that's, that's what you need, right? You, you, he's got to prove a point to Mitch Payton or whoever potential suitors may be. He's got to prove that he's relevant in this class. And uh, yeah, it's not an easy thing to do. And the pressure is on. And yeah, I, I mean, would he have loved to be top five? Of course, but I thought it was a solid day. And uh, yeah, he's working towards achieving his goals. Again, let's circle back to the sponsors. Um, Pirelli has their rebate program that expires at the end of July. So what it is, you can get $30 off of a set of off-road tires or $60 off of a set of street tires that is also extended to Canada. Now, what you would want to do is go into your local dealer purchase your tires and then they will give you a rebate form which you mail in and they will send you that money back so it's pretty cool no one else is doing anything like that uh, but it will save you some money and really incentivize you to give pirelli a chance you all know how much of a fan i have a i am of pirelli uh i just think i think they're the best brand if you look specifically at motocross which is all of you i think pirelli has the best offering uh supercross you guys don't race supercross so who cares you know, they have not, they haven't spent as much time developing and they don't have the, the big name teams and riders for Supercross. So, of course, their effort isn't as heavily focused there. But when you look specifically at motocross or off-road, I don't think it gets any better than Pirelli. And I, and I stand by that. Guts Racing, they have, uh, they have seats for beta. So, if you have a new beta, check out Guts Racing for a complete seat to uh, upgrade your offering there. And, uh, yeah, they have... Obviously, all sorts of graphics for all the bikes. They have seats for Kawasaki's. That was as of a few months ago. And all the e-bikes is a huge new uh, thing for them. If you have one of the new Sarans, they have seats for the Sarans and seat covers. Uh, that e-bike market is obviously exploding. So check out Guts Racing for all of your needs at Guts Racing on Instagram. Pump Creek Funding. We talk about this week to week. Interest rates aren't in the best spot. But for many of you, it doesn't matter. You have to buy something. You need to relocate. Uh, maybe you're just, 
your family's expanding. Like there are lots of different reasons for people needing to buy a house. I totally get it. And you may not be able to wait or, you know, I don't know when rates are coming down. It may be five years before you see rates come down below five again. That is a situation that is fluid and it's very dependent on inflation and the economy and all sorts of things that we don't have any control over. You may not have the luxury of waiting. Now, refinancing, probably not your best bet right now. I would not recommend a refi right now, but... The important thing here is to call Zach Morris at Plum Creek Funding and ask questions. He's so great with people. Even if he's not certified in your state, he has friends that are. He can uh, answer the, the hard questions about should you be doing a 30-year mortgage, a 15? How much should you be putting down? What can that do to your payment? There, there are a ton of things here where you don't have to be the expert. Let Zach be the expert. Call him, 720-212-4685. And just be informed, right? There, I cannot stress enough how much money is at stake when you're talking about the amortization of a 30-year mortgage, right? It, it, go do the math and look at it for yourself if you don't believe me. I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars that are, it's in the margin here, that if you make the wrong decision, you're going to end up paying. So you want to optimize that purchase and optimize your spend there, and that that requires information. So uh, yeah. I, I love that side of the world. I love finance. I love this stuff. Um, so I'm a little bit passionate, as you can tell. But there's so much money to be made and lost and saved if you just have the power of information. Works Connection, Eric Phipps and the team in Northern California have been putting out great products for the last, I don't know, 40 years. You know, if you look back in the early 90s, Steve Lampson was kind of the, the poster child, got them connected with Factory Honda. And the rest is history, whether it's the Pro Launch Start device, uh, the Yamaha foot peg mounts for the 2023 that they launched this year, or that brand new chain gauge tool that really puts some uh, precision into adjusting your chain instead of just putting your fingers in there. Uh, they have so many tricks of the trade, innovative items uh, that, you know, that's what they're known for. They are the experts in these arenas. I think the Pro Launch Start device is the best of the lot. Um, if you're racing anything these days, you need a, you need a starting device. You pretty much can't get a good start without it. Like it's just such a, such an advantage. And the great thing about the pro launch start device is it's it's ease of use. Um, it's very easy to install. It's very easy to use. That's why the factory teams choose to use it. Like it's not, it's not hard to figure out. Like if you look at, you know, monster energy, monster, Yamaha star racing, you look at factory Honda, why would, like those are the guys getting all the hole shots. Like that's not hard to figure out. You know what they use? Works connection. There's connect the dots. It's really not that difficult. Pro Glow Wash, uh, Ryan Humphrey and the team, I got to see him at Southwick and uh, what a great company, great product. If you have a power sports product, if you have a side-by-side, if you have a street bike, road, you know, dirt bike, mountain bike, anything where the dirt is hard to remove, you have, you're adding chemicals to it like chain lube. You want to use something like ProGlow Wash. So you can go uh, on their website. You can go, uh, I think it's on uh, walmart.com now, but they're, they're adding retail sites. But it's a great product and a great motorsports enthusiast-based company, which is very important to me. And uh, yeah, so check out ProGlow Wash. TL Speed Shop based in Wickenburg, Arizona. Jason Cobb and his whole team. Now, it's a little hot there. I'm going to be real honest with you. It's pretty hot in Phoenix right now. And they're based just outside of Phoenix. But 
they have this great thing and you could be planning it for the fall. That's what I kind of have been looking at is plan it for the fall, November, December, when it cools down and the temperatures are ideal in this area of the world. They have side-by-side based vacations, getaways. It can be a one-day trip, but you can go wine tasting. You can go to Sedona. You can go to Baja. They do stuff like the Baja 1000. Like they're involved in all these things with their trophy trucks and side-by-sides. But it's a way for you and your crew, whether it's a work function, family, whatever, fly into Phoenix, meet up with their team, and they provide everything else, right? You get these badass side-by-sides that are all tricked out. And you just go ripping across the desert, right? You don't have to have any investment in this thing. You can just, it's just plug and play. And it's such a cool experience that these guys are the experts on. And I think it's an amazing way to change up your vacation plans, have something completely out of the box that you've never done before. You know, if you work in the city and you're like, there's just no way I could ever have a truck and trailer and side-by-sides, guess what? You don't need it flying to Phoenix and they take care of the rest. It's, it's just a really cool project they have going on down there. International VetMX series. They are on the backside of a couple of their Oregon rounds. Those are the last two weekends. And uh, yeah, so go to oldtimersmx.com and check out the races they have upcoming and a great group. It's a, you know, the 30 and up crowd based. Um, you get lots of track time, two day events, live music on Saturday nights, typically a three moto format. But it's, it's just a little bit more laid back. And, and I've been going to these races my whole life, and I very much understand the difference between a an amateur national where it's just craziness and everyone's so amped up and there's so much tension and parents think that a kid's career is going to you know pass fail at this amateur national versus an event like old time, you know, the International VetMX Series where people are just there to have a good time. They want to get track time. They want to get away from work and spend time at the track and enjoy their weekend. Those are very two very different concepts. So I think this fills a hole that's needed. It's a great idea. So uh, yeah, very much recommend checking out oldtimersmx.com and attending one of these events. Grantstone Boots is, uh, yeah, their product is amazing. And I've been with them from the very beginning. They had like two products when I first started becoming an ambassador for Grantstone. And I've watched their lineup and their company blossom right in front of me they have you know uh, high top boots they have you know everything like wingtips to loafers to sneakers you know the loafers and the sneakers are their newest items but man this company is so impressive um, I've just watched the quality has always been there but to see them you know just branch out and their product quality has done nothing but get better every color you could ever ask for different types of leather um, it, it is just truly an amazing company. Their their ads pop up on YouTube all the time, and I'm like, damn, like they're just executing on such a great level. And for all of you out there to be able to have a you know motocross based company like this is they love motocross. That's why they are endorsing me, right? I'm not endemic to shoes or leather or the boot industry or clothing or anything, right? But they love motocross, and that is the connection. We, I love spending – if I'm going to spend money, I want it to be with people that are into the same things I do. And I know them, and I know they're great people, and they're reinvesting into the sports that I like, right? So that's, that's the connection there. So if, you're, if you work in an office environment, or you have to wear dress shoes, and, and, or you just like to wear nice things to go out on the weekends, why not spend your hard-earned dollars – with like-minded people that are into motocross and are watching all the races. He was at the Detroit Supercross with his family. Like these are, these are true moto people. Um, and that, that again, I always say it, but it does go a long way with me. Last but not least, last but not, what did I say? 
Last but not least, Fly Racing. Go to flyracing.com. The brand new line is out. It's the best line we've ever had. And I'm not just saying that. Like 2023 was was tough for me. I, there were a lot. There were colorways and uh, designs in there that were not my favorite. That's a part of the business. There every year can't be the best one you've ever done. I, I'm fully aware of that. I live that life. But I can tell you with 100% confidence that 24 is the best line we've ever had. There's just no way. There's no other way to say it. Um, so that's that's fun for me. That makes my life a little easier. Um, and it makes, yeah, I'm proud to be able to present that 2024 line. Um, yeah, it's just a, a huge step forward for the brand. Formula S helmet, you have real-time helmet impact detection. That's a first for the moto industry. You have a chip integrated into your helmet that connects to a Bluetooth app on your smartphone that's going to show you real-time data, ride analytics. If you do have a crash, it will tell you about it. There's a light in the back of the helmet that indicates whether you suffered or sustained a crash. Like if that helmet sustained an impact, that light will tell you. There's just so much here. And you can go to the landing page, which is flyracing.com slash formula hyphen S. I know that's a lot, but it's pretty straightforward. Flyracing.com slash formula hyphen S. And uh, that will give you a lot more information on this helmet. It's it's helmet specific landing page. And uh, yeah, just, it's been really awesome. So back into the, uh, the top 10, the power rankings here. Let's, uh, let's start with number 10. And Colt Nichols is back. And I think everybody was a little surprised to see Colt at Washougal, right? Like, I didn't know he was coming, but he was a great addition to the series. He's, and he's trying to get SMX playoff points. That's the long and the short of it. He wants points for the SMX playoffs. And he went, uh, what do you go, 10-10 on the day? That's strong. So I put him back in here based off of Supercross results. And then, you know, a 10-10 in his first day on a borrowed bike. That's pretty damn good. Number nine, I have Garrett Marchbanks. And I have been really impressed with Marchbanks. Uh, he has been just rock solid in this motocross series. Yeah, he had an outlier moto at high point. Got second. That was incredible. But... He's just been moving forward. Every time I see him, other than one moto at Spring Creek, he is passing people. Like, he beat Adam Cinturillo in the second moto. He was moving forward all day. And, uh, yeah, just I, I like to see him finally making good on the promise that he's had for years now. I mean, he won Daytona. We always forget that. He won Daytona in 2020. But it's been a struggle outside of that. I think everybody would admit it's been a little bit of a struggle. Time Astropool is eight. And Ty's been the, the privateer story of the summer, right? It's not the shock and awe that was Colorado, but this is just who he is. Like, he has just been a rock solid top 10 to top five guy. And he has every bit of what the other guys have most of the moto, like Cincerillo and these guys. Like, he is giving them all they want. Like, he's just on their rear wheel, sometimes ahead of them, sometimes behind them. Uh, but yeah, he, he is the real deal. Like he's in shape, he's fast. Uh, so yeah, kudos to him, kudos to his family and uh, good job to the HBI tax team for, uh, for helping tie master pool. Number seven, Adam Cincerillo, kind of a blah day. Like, I don't think that was great. You know, like, I don't think he would say that was great by any means, but some days are just going to be harder than others. And he's fighting this arm thing. He has a nerve issue. His arm goes numb. He loses grip strength. And I, you can just see it. Like he doesn't, he's not able to push. I don't think he was very comfortable on this racetrack. 
And I, I think it was just a battle. He was just fighting through it, trying to get through it and uh, to better days ahead. That's really all you can say about it. Number six, AP. And good Lord, is that guy a good interview. Like I, I'm just praying every weekend that AP gets on the podium because he brings so much to this sport. And we basically have a running rule. If he's doing well or is a story in the moto, we're, we're keeping him. We're getting him for an interview after because he, he delivers, man. Like the energy, the fans love this guy, and he is so good for the sport. Um, so, yeah, I thank you to Aaron Plessinger, Plessinger, however you want to say it. I don't truly know. Thank you for being you. Um, you are, yeah, you, you are a special, special person, and uh, the sport needs you. It really does. Number five, Jason Anderson gets back on the podium. We saw this. I mentioned on the podium, he's been building towards this. Like, it, it has been coming. Comes back at Red Bud, one decent moto, second terrible moto. Southwick, same thing. Then he has a breakout first moto at Spring Creek. And that was like, okay, it's coming. Like, you can see it coming now with that first moto, third place. And then he makes good on it with a full real deal podium at Washougal. And that had to feel good. That's going to, you know, do wonders for him going into the two week break here. And uh, yeah, I was, ha- I was happy for him. And anybody who's ever kind of, and, and I was one of these people. If you ever doubted Anderson's work ethic, like he kind of comes off as like a, I don't know, like Spicoli in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like that's what I always kind of felt. I'm like, that guy, he looks like he smokes a lot of weed. And that is, trust me, I'm not saying that. I'm just, when you looked at the team fried thing and his attitude and, the you know, kind of carefree, at, I, I just, that was my assumption. And, and I don't mean that. Like I, I'm trying to depict what, the the vibe was for Jason Anderson and that is I, I don't know what he does on or off the track that's not what I mean I'm just saying like that was kind of his um just the feeling and, and his personality but I I can tell you from hearing from other people from talking to his trainer Alden Baker people that are at the test track and then watching the results on the racetrack that is a hard working individual I always hear from the Cowie guys that he's the first one there and the last one to leave doing the most laps of anybody is Jason Anderson. And I just think the departure from his laid back attitude, maybe I shouldn't have brought marijuana into it. It comes from the team fried thing. That That's where I was just like, eh, that's an interesting, interesting uh, brand. But the divergence from that atmosphere and that, um, I think takeaway of his personality to what is actually happening off the track work ethic wise is could not be any further from each other. Um, and he deserves credit. He, he is working on his fitness. He is getting better and you can't fake it in motocross. You cannot fake it. And he showed you that you go look at red button second moto. He was wasted, tired, like absolutely destroyed and he didn't quit. And now he is seeing the uh, yeah, the fruits of all of that labor. So good job to, uh, to Jason Anderson. Number four, Dylan Ferrandis. Uh, it was not a great day. I don't think he was happy with the racetrack. Who knows how he felt about his motorcycle, but, um, you know, whole shot in the first moto, went back to third, held on to that, which isn't the end of the world. Second moto, fifth. Uh, I don't think he was, you know, overjoyed with how his day went at all, but some days are going to go like that. They, you know, um, he's been fighting, in my opinion, he's been fighting this 2023 Yamaha 450 for most of the series. And uh, it's difficult when you're testing at the races and, and continuing to try to work on your motorcycle as well. Ken Roxon, 
You're going to ask, why do you have Rocksteady? He's not even racing. Well, he is coming back for Unadilla. So that's why I have him in here. And I believe that when he comes back, he's going to be on the podium. So I'm keeping him at three. Remember, he was great in Supercross. He was a race winner, lots of podiums. So I think he deserves to stay here, and I'm going to keep him at three. We'll see what Unadilla brings. Maybe I have to adjust that. But for now, knowing he's coming back for another race, and he just won the World Supercross opener, like he's relevant. I'm going to keep him at three. Number two, Chase Sexton. Uh, he's so close. You could see it. He, he had closed up to the back of, of Jet. I felt like the track only had so much in it, and I mentioned that on, on the podium. To beat Jet, he was going to have to push that limit. He was going to have to find out exactly where the line was, and he found it. He fell over trying to push the edge. Traction was absolutely gone. So um, I, I commend his effort. There is no quit in that dude. And what I really liked about Chase Sexton's effort was that late in the moto, the last lap, I think he did a 218, which shows he's pushing. He wants to be better. He He's trying to continue his process of getting to where he can beat Jet because it would have been very easy for him to mail it in those last few laps and do like a 222, 223. He had like 30 seconds to third place. So he could have rode around and he didn't. Because he understands the work he puts in, those hard laps when he's tired and hot, that fitness is going to show up down the road. And it's only going to make him stronger and, and more capable of beating Jet in the future. And I'm a big Chase fan. I, I like him. I like his effort. He's frustrated with things that are going on with his motorcycle. You know, I, I'm not the person to say whether they're, you know, found um, or they're viable or correct or whatever, but he, whatever he's feeling, he's struggling with the bike. I, I see him come off the track. He's, he's not happy with how it's handling and these things, but he's not quitting. Like he is still trying his ass off each time he's out there. And, and that is, uh, that, that it's commendable. I like that. Last but not least, uh, certainly not least is Jet Lawrence. And I, he's just doing what it takes to win, right? He didn't run away with the second moto. Chase was right there, but there's no panic. There's no urgency. He just finds ways to win. And he's so damn impressive. He is just, I don't even know the right words. I don't have another, my vocabulary has hit a ceiling when it comes to this kid. And he has the entire package, speed, fitness, uh, charisma, like, what more do you want? Like, this is the guy. This is the guy for the foreseeable future that everybody's going to have to deal with. End of story. Doesn't mean he can't be beat. Doesn't mean he's going to be Monster Energy Supercross champion next year. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying that this is the guy that everybody's going to have to deal with. Period. You go into the championship next year, whether Supercross or Motocross, guess what? Who are these guys going to be training and thinking about? Jet freaking Lawrence. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, this is this guy is a problem for anybody, and I don't care if your name's Chase Sexton, Eli Tomac, doesn't matter. Pick a name. Does I I don't care. He is the one that everybody's going to be worried about, and for good reason. The kid's nineteen. He's turning twenty, I think, in in a couple of weeks. He is so great. Um, great is such a is such a weak word, lazy word to describe him. But I don't know what I don't know what else to say. Uh, kudos to this kid, man. He is he is phenomenal. Uh, so that's it for this week. I do want to mention a couple of honorable men- honorable mentions. Phil Nicoletti getting in the top 10. Good job to Phil. We all love Phil. And then Freddie Norton's been solid. He he was in the top 10 in that first moto. I don't know what happened in the second moto. 
But uh, I saw him moving forward in the first morning. I liked that. Uh, I liked his effort. His, his pace was good. So good job to, uh, to Freddie Norton all season long as well. That's it for this week. Thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to all the sponsors. We got a couple of weekends off. I need it. I am very excited about it. But we will see you all in here. I'll do a, I'll do a podcast during the off time. Don't worry. Uh, but uh, no racing for a couple weekends. So we'll uh, racing-wise, we'll talk to you after Unadilla. But I will do another podcast in between as well. So we'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening. See you.